and welcome back to Fan Fatales, a member of the Real Fans Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> this episode, we're going to be talking about the history of the Disney Channel, as well as some of our favorite shows that Disney's had just yes. on, throughout the years. And let me tell you, I was very surprised with how much history went into the Disney Channel. Right? I, like... Let's just get into it, because it starts off in 1977. Yeah, it's it's a long one. Yeah, not as long so, as some of the others, but... No, but it's long. But go ahead, take it away. Please. Emma, you go for it. So, in 1977 to 1978, Walt Disney Productions executive Jim Gamero, I'm going to guess, brought forth so. the idea of a cable television network that would feature television and film material from the studio. And since the company was focusing on the development of the Epcot Center at Walt Disney World, Disney chairman Card Walker turned down the project originally, and instead they made a deal with HBO to air Disney films, cartoon specials, including a live production of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at Radio City Music Hall. However, Disney did revive the idea in November of 1981, in which they entered a partnership with the satellite unit of Group W. However, Group W would ultimately drop out of the intended joint venture that September due to disagreements over the channel's creative control and financial obligations, and that would have required Group W to pay 50% of the channel's startup costs, which is like... I feel like that's reasonable, I feel but like, like that's reasonable, but like, yeah, I I agree. You know. So despite losing Group W as a partner, the Disney Channel continued on with its development, now solely under the oversight of Walt Disney Productions, and under leadership of the channel's first president, Alan Wagner. Walt Disney Productions formally announced the launch of its family-oriented cable channel in early 1983. So. In the early years, the Disney Channel launched nationally, nationally on April 18th of 1983 at 7am Eastern Time with Mickey Mouse like pulling a little light switch that would like launch the network and it's very cute. There's videos on YouTube. I know, it's adorable. It is. It's so cute. And um, go ahead. You can go ahead. Okay. So, uh, at the time of its launch, Disney Channel was actually a premium channel that only aired for 16 hours a day. It was from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Time, and then 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central, and 8 a.m. to midnight Mountain Time. Yes. Um, During its first full year, the channel was available to more than 532,000 subscribers in the U.S., and in April 1984, the channel extended its programming day to 18 hours a day by adding two hours to its late night schedule. So it was now 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Time, 6 a.m. to midnight um, Central Time, and 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. Mountain Time. So then on December 1st of 1986, Disney Channel began broadcasting on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. So 24-hour Disney? Heck Yes. Thank you very much. Um, outside of daytime programs for children, the network also aired movies and original specials, largely concert specials, um, during the nighttime hours for the most part. Yes. And then in early 1986, the musical sitcom Kids, Kids Incorporated aired and became a huge hit for the channel, spawning many future stars in both music and acting during its 10-year run in 1987. 
and it became its first like Disney Channel original series. Yeah, which is like the that's like a big deal. The first original series. Yes. Yeah. So then in 1988, Good Morning Miss Bliss, starring vehicle for a starring vehicle. Like this was huh? supposed to make her debut in acting, or this made her debut in acting. That's what Wikipedia oh. did. So it was like her starring vehicle. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So it made its debut, and the series was canceled only after 13 episodes just because of like a super low ratings. Yes. It's so funny that I get to read this next one because I have a little fun fact um, about it. Go for it. So in early 1989, the channel revived one of the company's early television staples with the Mickey Mouse Club which was an immediate hit that proved Disney's basic variety show formula could still work, unlike in the short-lived 1970s revival. Uh, Mickey Mouse Club had a stellar young cast launching the careers of future stars Christina Aguilera, Jaycee Chasey, how do you say that one? This one? I don't know, Jaycee Chases? J.C. Chases, Ryan Gosling, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Kerry Russell, and others. And they were filming out of Hollywood Studios, then MGM Studios, for this show. And my mm-hmm. dad got to work, like, ushering for it. Because you, they, like, had, like, live audiences. So yeah. one of my dad's first jobs was doing that for studio, or MGM Studios at the time. Very nice. So then in 1991, the Disney Channel experimented with multiplexing its service rather than broadcasting three channels of its service like HBO did that same year. So the Disney Channel instead tested a two-channel multiplex service by, sorry, to two cable systems. So by 1992, Nelson Media Research estimated that a third of its subscriber base were adults without children. That's crazy, right? I mean... I mean, like, that's us with Disney Plus nowadays. Absolutely. That is like adults with Disney Plus, but like it was Disney Channel. Yeah. It's just like crazy to think about. Like, I'm like, oh, it's the Disney Channel. Why would adults want to watch Disney Channel? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I mean, at that time, it was like, what, Mickey Mouse Club, like one or two other sitcoms, and the rest of it was just Disney movies. So it's like, yeah, okay, it's makes literally sense. Yeah, what Disney Plus is now, pretty much. Yeah. A so, series. Plethora a lot of, of nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's see. So by 1995, the channel's subscriber base had expanded to 15 million cable households. Yes. So now we're going to get into the transition to basic network. Um, and it starts with on April 6, 1997. Disney. Oh, that's the day that we're recording. How nice. April 6, Also, this episode comes out like two days before the original disney channel two days after two days after there you go yeah um so disney channel transitioned to a premium network to a basic network and took on a revamped look and dropped the word the in front of the network's name however promos often referred to the channel as simply disney and the logo often omitted channel in the network's name and split into three programming blocks which is kind of the same formula they kept going on they just kept changing it and it was playhouse disney comprising shows aimed at preschoolers vault disney which was think of the classic disney vault it was literally just showing classic disney material and then which is like 
the first time that it happened since like home video. I mean, like think about how much, how many things were stuck in the vault until like the home video systems. And even then stuff was still stuck in the vault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the most distinct one, which was running from afternoon to late evening for teenagers was called Zoog Disney, which used anthropomorphic characters called Zoogs who resembled robots as its hosts. I don't know why they decided Zoogs was, like, a good idea. I don't know. It, it kind of reminds me. Do, do you remember the Toontown game? Yes. It kind of reminds me of the Cogs from that. Like, who were the villains? Like, the robot villains? Yeah, kind of. I see like, what you mean. how they, like, described it. I'm yeah. Curious. Now, what do these Zoogs look like? That's what I'm curious about. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to Google it, too. Oh, that's not what I was imagining. That's way creepier than what I was imagining. Okay, let's see. Oh! Oh! I don't think it's that bad. I kind of remember this era. I do not. I kind of do. I remember the one with all the little spikes. Okay. That's the one I remember. Um, Not that. That's weird. Yeah. That, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century, like, the kids in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it kind of gives me Xenon vibes. Um, Which, like, yeah. I'm here for it. So. Like, if robots met Xenon. Yes. So I'll <laughs> Sorry, just continue with the Zoogs, because the, the next two bullet points are about Zoog. Go for um, it. The Zoog Disney block was introduced in August of 1998. Shortly after the Toon Disney Cable Channel was launched, and then from September, oh yeah, from September 2000 to August 2002, the entire weekend lineup, except for the Vault of Disney and Play um, Playhouse Disney lineups, were, was branded as Zoog Weekends with a Z at the end. A new channel logo, uh, which featured the like 1930s era Mickey Mouse on a black Mickey ear shaped TV, was also introduced in 1997. As well as that, the channel began to carry like break interruptions. I mean, it wasn't like commercial advertisements for no. like products, but it was for like network programming and then promotions for like Disney produced feature film, home video releases, and like, like when we had like VHSs, probably like the like yeah trailers that would show between them yeah exactly it would be like the stuff that they would show between the vhs's or like at the beginning of the vhs yeah um so it wasn't like commercials for product it was like commercials for disney yeah which is like watching it you were like ah commercial break you know like as a kid but like it wasn't actually like it wasn't actually a commercial commercials yeah. which is so crazy to think about yeah um, so then oh. You can go ahead. So then Disney Channel's original programming during this period began with Flash Forward in 1997 and continued with shows like the famous Jet Jackson, So Weird, Lizzie McGuire, Even Stevens, Kim Possible, and a few others. Yes. And then in 1998, Disney Channel broadcast a Disneyland television special in Australia where various guests, including the Wiggles, were featured as their live appearance. Which I love. I love that the Wiggles were there. That that's Me too. very early nineties or like late nineties, right? early two thousands. I was a huge Absolutely. I was a five year old at a Wiggle concert at one point. 
I was too. Yeah. I was like probably three or four when I went. My, it my was first when the yellow like, wiggle was like in the hospital, so we had a replacement yellow wiggle. I kind of remember that. I think yeah. my it was around the same time. Well, we're the same age, so like. Well, yeah, makes sense. Okay, so let's see. 2002 to 2007, Disney Channel relaunched. So by 2002, Disney Channel had seen 80 million cable, sorry, was seen in 80 million cable homes nationwide. And by September, Disney Channel had gradually remodeled once more. So the whole Zoog brand name was phased out from on-air usage, even though it continued under like separate websites and like on the Disney Disney website. website. Yeah. Yeah. Until 2003. And then it was merged with Disney Channel's main website and they were like gone. Yeah. From existence, which is honestly good. They're like kind of creepy. They are. Uh, Primetime movies were also cut to one each night from two. And the channel also stopped producing drama and reality series and shifted a focus to live action sitcoms and animated series. So on October 7th, 2002, Disney Channel introduced a new on-air appearance with a new logo designed by C.A. Square using an outline of Mickey Mouse's head as its centerpiece, and that was adopted by its international sister channels in May 2003 and unveiled a new graphics design for, to fit the whole network's new look. And then around the same time, Disney Channel partnered with corporate sister ABC to run the channel's programming on ABC's Sunday morning block. Saturday morning block. Saturday morning block. (laughs) It's okay. So uh, then the Disney Channel started a bumper, which is still used today. It's the iconic bumper. Where the actor introduces themselves, and then usually what series or movie they're from, and then they'll say, and you're watching Disney Channel, and then they they do the little Mickey, and then they do the, it's the dun, 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 and then they like do a little tag usually. That's, I love it. So it's like, mine would be, hi, my name is Gabby Judge, and, or what would it be? My name is Gabby Judge from, let's see, I'm going to be on the Cheetah Girls. (laughs) And you're watching Disney Channel. And then you do the little yeah. thing in the corner. Dun, 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 dun. Nice. Like. Yeah, I like that. With the little glow stick. Oh, yes. did you ever do that with like glow sticks? Like yes. when you were with your friends? Like we you should did do it that the- for, progr- or for this episode. Yes. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to figure it out. Find the sound yes. and then do it. And like yes. have like the like glow filter like tracing around it yes okay deal i'm a smart should we start a fan fatales tiktok i was thinking that i can do it once i i um edit all 50 episodes for our 50th anniversary fair okay 50th episode anniversary that's fair Um, but we should we should do this just for like the instagram i think that'd be really fun yeah Around the same time, while Disney Channel's intended target audiences were preschoolers, preteens, and young adolescents, the channel began to make teen idols out of some of the channel's stars and gaining popularity outside of its main target audience as it created increased competition with Paramount Global-owned Nickelodeon. Yeah, and some of them were, like, really big stars, yeah. like like Raven Simone. Oh, yeah, um, um, 
let's see. This is still like two. Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah. Jamie, right. She was on no, Zoe 101. Uh, that was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Just kidding. Um, no, Lizzie McGuire. That's yeah. um, oh gosh, isn't what's her name? I don't know. Hillary Duff. Maybe. Is it Hillary Duff? I think so. Yes. Jamie Lynn Spears yes. is Zoe 101. That was Nickelodeon. Okay, Hillary Duff. So okay, Raven Simone, Hillary Duff, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I don't. On Even course, Stevens. Of course, this is a little bit later, but the Sprouse twins. The Sprouse twins, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I mean, this is all around that same area, area, era. 2003, yeah. right? You Zac have Efron, 2006. Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Tisdale. Oh. Who's still a producer in Hollywood what's today. Her name? What's her name? What's her name? London Tipton. Who? Brenda Song. Oh, Brenda Song. We're just naming yeah. the Sweet Life cast at this point. Well, I mean, think about like how, how like these, these people were role models. I mean, Mitchell Musso, um... Oh gosh, what was Selena her name? Gomez? The girl who played Selena Gomez, the girl who played Lily on Hannah Montana. Oh, I know who you're talking about. But Demi Lovato, like all of these people, we're getting later in there, but you know, Allison Stoner. Yeah, all of them. I can't. These are just people Which, I'm naming off the top of my head. Let me tell you, I found out um, Allison Stoner is the voice of one of my favorite DC characters yesterday, and it blew my mind. Emily Osment is. Really I love that she's like a voice act. Emily Osment, yes, that yeah. is who I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I even, love that like Allison Stoner is now like a voice actress. Yeah, even um. Oh gosh, oh. What's his name? Name a show he was on. It was Hannah Montana, and he was on Kicking It too. Mitchell Musso. No. Nope. No. No, Mitchell Musso wasn't on Kicking It. Oh, are you talking about the one kid, the like annoying short kid? No, no, that was his brother on Kicking It. <laughs> Jason Earls, Jason Earls. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of. I was like, we're gonna. Figure he played it out. the brother, and then he played the sensei on Kicking It. Yeah. Right. Like there are these people that like transcended just one show. Like a lot of people would be like, oh, well, that's this character. Well, no, they're on twelve other shows. Yeah. Which I think was really cool. Yeah. And like these were people that like. You would see, and you'd, like, freak out. We haven't even talked about the Jonas Brothers. I know. Okay, let's, let's get back into it so we can talk about the Jonas Brothers a little bit later. Yeah. So. Let you do this next In one. 2003, <laughs> Disney Channel released its first ever made-for-TV or made-for-cable movie, and it was my favorite Disney Channel movie. It's The Cheetah Girls. And it received 84 million viewers worldwide. I was one of them. Maybe not in 2003, but I watched you that were, movie at I'm least gonna, 100 I'm not times. Age us. Never mind. No, I didn't watch it in 2003, but I did yeah. watch it about 100 million times as a kid. I know every song, I know, I know every word to both movies. I sit there and I'm just like, <laughs> like, like moving, like mouthing along with the movie. I'm like, this is La Sagrada Familia, and da 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 Like, I can't think of it. I have to watch it and do it because yeah. I can't, like, just do it off the top of my head. But, oh, same. you know, it's one of those things. It's just ingrained into me forever. Same with High School Musical, which was the next one because the success of the Cheetah Girls led to the creation of other music-themed uh, original programming, which were High School Musical and Hannah Montana was yes. also because of the Cheetah Girls. 
Yes. So now we're getting into like what was starting to be created every year, which is like crazy to think about. So in 2005, That's a Raven became the network's highest rated series since the network's move to basic cable, as well as the first Disney Channel original series to beat the 65 episode limit, becoming the channel's longest running original series at the time. And it mm-hmm. um, became the first to spawn a spinoff, which was Cory in the House, which was canceled midway through its second season. And then another huge hit for the channel, the sweet like life of Zack and Cody debuted also in 2005. Mm-hmm. Okay. These next two bullet points are 2006. The real question. Were you a Zack fan or were you a Cody fan? I was such a Cody girl. Oh, I was a Zach girl, which is funny because I'm dating a Zach now. <laughs> yeah. I, I found that, Zach annoying, I didn't even think of that. But also, like, Remus is my favorite marauder over James, and I feel like that's, like, a f- equal comparison. I feel like this is very indicative of our personalities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 2006 saw the debut of the hit original movie High School Musical and that year also saw the debut of Hannah Montana which launched the career of its star Miley Cyrus um, herself as the daughter of popular 1990s country music star Billy Ray Cyrus who was the co-star of the series yeah. he's also very popular again now because he did Old Town Road with Little Nas X and now it's like that was like a few years ago and now everybody's like ooh Billy Ray Cyrus again yeah. I mean, Miley Cyrus. I mean, think about Miley Cyrus. She's still making music to this day. She's yeah. made, like, such a name for herself beyond Disney. Oh, yeah. I mean, much to the disapproval of Disney and her parents, like, the outward disapproval that was shown. But, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I feel like such a drastic change was needed for her to be like, I am my own person. I am not Hannah Montana anymore. Yeah. I am Miley Cyrus. And so I, I feel like for her, that's what she needed to do. And now, like, I love her. I think I do too. I've seen she was an amazing coach on The Voice. If you watched her season of The Voice, yes. it was amazing. I thought she had such good insight. And like, I don't even know. I don't remember. I think it was her. She had a season, right? Or was she like a guest coach or something? She was something. I, know I don't remember. I can't remember now, but she was on The Voice. And, like, hearing her talk to people about the music industry in itself, yeah. she's so insightful and, like, Well, think wise. about the family that she grew up in. Yeah. Totally. So, so yeah. I think good on them launching yes. her career. And another big thing that happened in 2006 is on July 28th of 2006, the channel saw the debut of its first multi-series crossover, which was That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana, and it involves the cast that. of That's a Raven, Sweet Life and Zach and, of Zack and Cody, and Hannah Montana. Yep, that one was good. Yeah. So Also, then the Hannah int- Montana Sweet Life on Deck episode. I remember that, that one. That one was a crossover with Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes, that one as well. It, I think it's later in this. Probably. So then in 2007, Disney Channel limited the number of original movies and series premieres to four movies and two series premiering over the course of the calendar year. Yeah. Um, but the most successful Disney Channel original movie to date is High School Musical 2, which, which premiered strange. on August 17th. That year to 17.2 million viewers, the highest rated scripted cable telecast ever, which I was a part of those 17.2 million. I was too. I 
I remember I had the like I had the calendar set. Everybody knew High School Musical Two was coming out. TV was mine all night. <laughs> that was also me with Wizards of Waverly Place finale, which we also have the stats of that being the highest Disney Channel episode. That's true. Highest watched Disney Channel episode. There was very few times when I got to watch Disney Channel at nighttime. And it was when High School Musical 2 came out, when the Wizards movie came out, and then the Wizards finale came out. There was like a few a other things. with the Wizards finale. And it was like 20 of us 11-year-old girls. like Just like sitting around the TV. Yeah, because um, my friend Samantha, her birthday's in December. Or like my friend back then in high school, her birthday's in December. But that episode came out early January. So, you know, we did, like, a late birthday thing, and it happened to be on the day Wizards of Waverly Place came out. So everybody was like, oh, we have to watch it. Yeah, we made, like, individual pizzas, and we're eating them while watching it. That's so cute. Yes. So the channel abandoned its uniform schedules for weekday and weekend afternoons, with the exception of the 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time time period. And to run a five-hour at 1.6-hour schedule featuring hour-long blocks of various original series and the off-network programming that remained on the channel with the schedule changing each day. Yeah, so that year the channel modified its on-air presentation, so its logo became a ribbon, which would scroll around the screen until forming the Disney Channel logo, which do you remember that when it would like, yes. and it do the, I remember that too. Um, I was and writing then promo- this now, I was like, I remember this. I can totally visualize it, too. Also, the old uh, Disney Channel movie thing. Do you remember that? Where it had, like, it's all the, like... to watch a Disney Channel movie, and all the kids were, like, jumping. I don't remember that one as much as I do, like, the, like, the, like... It was, like, some sort of, like, swelling music, and it was, like, all these doors, and it showed, like, characters from all the d- DCOMs at the time. I know that one, too, but no, I'm thinking of the... Of the one with all of the kids, like, jumping through, like, film? Yes. Do you know the one I'm talking about? you said film. Yes. Yeah. They look like they're on trampolines, but they're, like, jumping through film. And it's, like, all the films are, like, different, like, movie strips. Yes. It was really good. I remember that one for sure. Yes. Um, so then, um, promo cards and bumpers were changed to an abstract atmosphere with ribbon theming and theme to the programs, as opposed to other abstract objects bouncing and moving in the screen. Um, this is very specific. Um, I know, I was like, I like this. (laughs) The font was changed from digital to placard, empty, bold. Those are the font names. Go look it up, like open a Word document, put them together and we'll be like, yeah, okay. Um, and then instead of the Disney Channel logo popping up into a bumper and delivering a message, the ribbon like would swirl up, form the logo, and then another one would like go out with the message, which I also vividly remember. I know. And with like a yellow background or like yes. a red background. You, yes, I remember these. Yes. Like and it, hardcore. Because well, I remember like getting annoyed with them when I would like record an episode or like record a movie. and be Record like, a movie? Stop it. Yeah. On a VHS tape? Yeah. I remember, I think I taped over, oh gosh, I can't remember what it was I taped over, but I taped over something, and it was a, it was like a Disney Channel movie. There's also, on like some, on some like home video, one of them has like a random, I don't even know what it is, some other random thing taped over in the middle of it. Interesting. 
I don't know. It was, I just, oh, do you remember those days when like nothing was on demand and it was like, if you wanted to watch it again, you had to get the tape in the, in the <laughs> TiVo <laughs> or not TiVo in the, in the tape, in the recorder. Yeah. Yeah. TiVo was after that. Ugh. We had, we had a time, we had Time Warner Cable, we had Time Warner Cable when I was a kid, and yeah, I know, we were fancy, it came with TiVo, Oh, I know, it was TiVo in the box, we were like, whoa, (laughs) so anyway, uh, promos, (laughs) oh gosh, wait till like Andy hears us say that, he's gonna be like, you're not old, shut up, (laughs) so... So promos for the next program began only to advertise the program airing afterwards and they were moved from between shows. Yeah. Yeah. And they were moved from between shows to near the end of the last promo break of an episode. So like instead of being like, oh, after this, this is next. It was like halfway through the show. It would be like, oh, you know, starting in at eight. What was it? Eight, seven central. Yeah. Starting at 8, 7 central, we have uh, Wizards of Waverly Place coming up next. And it was that guy that had that voice. Have you seen? I found him on TikTok one time and it was like, you don't know me, but I'm your whole childhood. And then he did it. And I was like, (gasps) yeah. In September 2008, slightly modified versions of these graphics were introduced for high definition. And the big deal. Yeah, big deal. Um, The channel also moved its original series, mostly the live action shows, from late afternoon to prime time on weekends from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And the Friday block was preempted when a Disney Channel original movie is scheduled to premiere that night. And a double fe- movie feature was also added on Saturday nights, and which was dropped, um, mostly dropped in March of 2010 and fully dropped in early 2011. Yes. And then in 2008, we got the icon, yes. which is... Phineas and Ferb. Thank you, Dan Povenmire and Swampy. Thank you, Dan Povenmire. We love you. Um, Come on the show. I know, seriously. At, you guys, you guys, we're going to post our little Disney Channel things. Tag Dan Povenmire in them because we really want him on the show. Yeah. Like, tag Dan Povenmire in everything. We want him on this show so bad. Um, and we got, uh, so we got Phineas and Ferb, which was the first original animated series to broadcast in HD. Hmm. Big deal. We also got Sweet Life on Deck which was another spinoff series, one of like the second or third spinoff series, one of the few, few, few shows to get a spinoff. I think it was the second one. The second. I think Cory in the House was first. And then Sweet Life. And then Sweet Life of uh, Sweet Life on Deck. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that Sweet Life of Zack and Cody got like six seasons, and then Sweet Life on Deck got four, because at this point in time, it was like the four season. Everybody got four seasons, right? Yeah. Unless you like did really bad. Um. And so, like dog so, with a blog. Yeah, and so uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse—they were employed by the Disney Channel for like ten years, which was yeah. like record. Like the only other person that had been employed that long was like Miley Cyrus. I think. Uh, oh, what was her name? We were Allison Stoner. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how she was like. I saw like an interview with her on a podcast. I think it's with the voice actress of Kim Possible, Christine yeah. Romano. Christy Carlson and they, Romano. Yeah. And she was talking about how her first kiss was one of the Strauss twins recording mm-hmm. Sweet Life. Yep. And then I think Christine was joking and she was like, 
I feel like um a lot or Christy was joking and she's like I feel like a lot of young kid actors was um <laughs> were like you know like kissing the Sprouse twins and had their first kiss with the Sprouse with the twins Sprouse twins yeah because they were on set with them for so long yeah agreed I probably I totally believe that um let's see so what else did we get in two thousand eight. We also got the DCOMs Camp Rock, Minutemen, and the Cheetah Girls One World. Which is the worst of all three of them. Yeah, and that's the one that they always shared, I feel like. And Raven Simone isn't even in it. Cheetah Girls 2 is the best one. Is that 100%. The Bollywood and it's, one? No, no. One World is the Bollywood one. Yeah. Cheetah Girls 2 is the one we're in Barcelona. No, sorry. Okay. I'm just, I love I the Cheetah the Girls so, so much. the most. It's my least favorite. I know. Because there's only three of them in it, and they don't really explain why. They're like, oh, she had to stay in New York or something. I'm like, that makes no sense, but okay. So then in 2009, we got Sunny with a Chance and Jonas with the new DCOMs, including Dadnapped, Hatching Pete, Princess Protection Program, which was one of my faves, um, and The Wizards of Waverly Place. That was the movie. Yes, the movie, not the show. And then the premiere of the crossover Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana involving Wizards mm-hmm. of Waverly Place, The Sweet Life on Deck, and Hannah Montana also beat out its competition, both cable and broadcast network programming, on the night of its premiere with 9.1 million viewers, making it the highest rated episode of Wizards of Waverly Place and Sweet Life on Deck to date. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. So then in October of 2009, Disney Channel premiered a new short series called Have a Laugh, which featured four to five minute segments, including redubbed versions of classic Disney cartoons. Which I remember. I kind of remember that. And then in 2010, the channel launched Good Luck Charlie, Fish Hooks, which was the second animated show. What do you have to say about Good Luck Charlie? No, nothing. Just these were my, I loved Good Luck Charlie. I loved Shake It Up. So in 2010, the channel launched Good Luck Charlie, Fish Hooks, which was the second animated show for Disney Channel, and Shake It Up, and Jonas LA. And four original DCOMs premiered, which were Starstruck, Den Brother, Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam, and Avalon High, which Avalon High was my shit. I don't know why. I never even saw it. It was like King Arthur. Oh, totally up your alley. Yeah, it was like high school meets King Arthur, and it was so good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two other made-for-TV movies were produced for Disney Channel in association with Canadian cable channels debuted as well. Harriet the Spy Blog Wars, produced in association with Pay Services, Movie Central, and the Movie Network, and 16 Wishes, which was produced in association with the Family Channel. So 16 Wishes, not the Debbie Ryan one or the Debbie Ryan I one? I think it's the Debbie Ryan one. I remember that one. That one was really good. Yeah, that's the Debbie Ryan one. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah, that one was really good. I liked that one. I really liked that one. So then in 2011, five series were announced to be added to the lineup in 2011, which were Sunny with a Chance, Ant Farm, Prank Stars, Jesse, and Austin and Allie. There were also seven Disney Channel original movies, which were confirmed for 2011, um, which was The Sweet Life Movie, which wasn't that good. Uh, I didn't like it too much. It was just okay. Uh, Lemonade Mouth, which is a fire yes. movie. 
Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, another fire movie. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb Across the Second Dimension, yes. another fire movie. Geek Charming, which was eh. And yeah. Good Luck Charlie, It's Christmas, which was also eh. So, like, when you compare, okay, Sweet Life movie, Good Luck Charlie. Good Luck Charlie, It's Christmas, and Geek Charming to Lemonade Mouth and Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like, no question. Yeah. Um, also, the Canadian movie My Babysitter's a Vampire premiered on June 10th of 2011 and had its own spinoff series, also called My Babysitter's a Vampire, that premiered on June 27th of 2011. Yes. In 2012, Wizards of Waverly Place ended its run on the channel, becoming Disney Channel's longest-running original series with 106 episodes. So Random had been canceled after only one season, and then since July 1st of 2012, Disney Channel now presents an on-screen mark at the beginning of certain programming on their schedule to refer that the program has audio description for visually impaired in order to comply with the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act of 2010, and then Disney uh, Channel confirmed Four original movies in 2012, which was Frenemies, Radio Rebel, Let It Shine, and Girl vs. Monster. Yes. And then, it, it, for at least for So Random, I know is that it was the technical third season of Sunday yes. with a Chance. It was like a separate thing, but most of the actors were under that same contract. Yes. That they were under for Sunny with a Chance. Um, there is on um, Smosh Cast, it's... Uh, Shane, I can't remember his it, last it's name. It's a couple of them. It, there's two of them. It's Damien Haas and Shane something. I can't remember his last name. But they have an episode where they talk to a bunch of the people that were on So Random with them. Okay. And it's a really good episode. I've listened okay. to it. It's really good. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. On February 15th, Disney Channel revealed uh, the future of its animated programs, and it was announced that Wander Over Yonder and Gravity Falls were going to be moved to Disney XD, but still air on Disney Channel as part of a, like, Disney XD on Disney Channel block, and that Phineas and Ferb was going to be put on indefinite hiatus, cry, with uh, Fish Hooks being the only animated show to remain on Disney Channel until ending its run, which was only, like, three or four episodes left. I hated Fish Hooks. I loved it. I love that show. Also, I love, love Gravity Falls. I know you do. I love Gravity Falls way too much. Um, So several of these shows have had uh, first run episodes on Disney Channel and then moved to Disney XD. So they started on Disney Channel and then they got moved to Disney XD. Yeah. And I feel like Disney XD was more so like, I don't want to call it the boys channel. But it was. It was targeted towards The boys. boys. Yeah. Absolutely. And Disney Channel was more so targeted towards girls. That's exactly how I feel, too. I feel like Disney XD was, like, the boy channel. They had, like, Kick Batowski and, like, Kicking It. And Lab Rats. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Mighty Med. I liked liked Kicking It mostly because I liked, oh, gosh, what's his name? Leo. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh my gosh, what was his name? Leo Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh my gosh, I thought, I was like, oh my gosh. Also, Dylan Riley Snyder from that show ended up marrying the girl who played Zora, I think, on Sunny with a Chance. Um, 
I just saw that they got married not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Allison, it's on here. Her, uh, what was her? Allison Arm. Okay. Do you remember her Allison Ashley Arm? Yeah. She got married to Dylan Snyder. So they're a very cute couple, honestly. Very cute. Yeah. So, and as of June 22nd, 2015, Phineas and Ferb reruns stopped airing on the Disney Channel and was exclusively airing on Disney XD making the Mickey Mouse shorts and the Wednesday Night Kim Possible reruns the only animated content to air on Disney Channel. Um, Can I say, though, those Mickey Mouse shorts? Fire. That's where we got Potato Land from. You love Potato Land. I love Potato Potato Land. Land. I've been to Potato Land. I want to go. Come with me to Disney World. I'm poor. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not poor. I'm just can't afford to go all the way to florida and then pay to go to hollywood studios yeah (laughs) um although star star versus the forces of evil gravity falls and wander over yonder have also aired on the disney channel as well as and outside the disney xd on disney channel block so they were not just like in the like little block that Disney Channel had set out for Disney XD. They were just yeah. like thrown in randomly. Yeah, which I like. I, that was I nice just to like toss it back in. So then in 2016, Austin and Allie ended on January 10th, which my first boyfriend, he asked me to be his girlfriend to a song from Austin and Allie. And it was really cute. So cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was 13. I said yes. <laughs> Um, so that ended on January 10th and Gravity Falls aired its final episode on February 15th, both on Disney XD and Disney Channel. Big sad. Um, we need, we need like a revival of Gravity Falls because it's just, I love it so much. Um, Disney Replay, Disney Channel's throwback block airing on Wednesday nights was removed in May 2016 and was replaced by That's So Throwback Block on Freeform airing Monday through Friday. So now we're kind of getting into 2016, 2017 with the 100th DCOM celebration and the spinoffs and all that. Um, and it starts off with Lab Rats. I love Lab Rats so much. Um, in March, on March, what the heck? What is this supposed to say? In March on the 2nd. So on the 2nd of March. On the, I, I could not understand that. I am so sorry. <laughs> On the 2nd of March, Lab Rats Elite Force debuted in 2016, airing one season, ending on a cliffhanger, making it the first spinoff on Disney to combine two shows because the crossover did so well. Um, This was the, like, weird, like, spinoff with Mighty Med. Ah. And Lab Rats was the Elite Force. And Mm. then from May 27th um, to the 30th of 2016, Disney Channel began airing every single one of its original movies in a week on, weekend marathon. Um, the yet-to-presented movies aired every night at midnight leading up to June 24th, where the 100th DCOM, Adventures in Babysitting, premiered. Wow. I remember that because I was like, oh, High School Musical is on. I kind of remember that, too. Because they did it in order of, like, release year. Mm-hmm. Cheetah Girls was first. Yes. 
That's what I remember. I was like, oh, Cheetah Girls is on the TV. And this was when Disney first had their Disney streaming app. And you could <gasps> sign in. Yes. Do you remember this? You could sign in with your cable provider. And like find out what time or and watch it on like the phone. Watch it on your phone or your computer. I had an iPad. I had like an iPad mini. I, think I watched iPad. it on that. I totally remember that. That was like the that was like the precursor to Disney Plus. Yeah. That was like back in the day when like every channel had like an app you could like sign in with. It was like sign in with your TV provider and watch right away. I know, and that like the only one that I feel like has that now is like YouTube TV. Yeah. So let's see. Um, on June thirteenth, the Disney Junior Block was shortened, and long-running animated series Phineas and Ferb returned to the schedule. Good. Um, and then on January first of twenty seventeen, the Disney Channel aired the first episode of thirty of their most popular series, and included the all of their live-action programming since two thousand. And it included Phineas and Ferb, The Proud Family, Kim Possible, and Gravity Falls. Yes. So a new weekend animation block titled Disney Channel Weekend Mornings launched on January 7th, 2017. And it originally aired Elena and Vavilor, Gravity Falls, and Star vs. the Forces of Evil, respectively, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time Pacific Time and ending at 11 a.m. Eastern Time Pacific Time. On March 25th, 2017, the lineup was changed with Tangled the Series, um, which was just premiered on the network the day prior, and Milo Murphy's Law replacing Gravity Falls. Disney Channel also made changes to the Friday premieres, moving them from primetime to evening, similar to what they did in the mid-2000s. Yes, and then... Um, from 2017 to 2018, uh, the series finale of Live and Maddie aired on March 24th, 2017. And to tie in with the event, the network, the network aired a marathon of the series from March 17th and 18th, 2017, replacing all the normal shows in the weekend lineup, except for the Disney Junior shows and Elena of Avalor that week. Yes. And then 2017 to present, nothing really has changed, um, except for like 2018. There's like two things. Mm-hmm. On April 17, 2018, Disney Channel celebrated its 35th anniversary mm-hmm. in the special event blog, Disney Channel Go, was started in this July instead of the Disney Channel Summer Block. And also in 2018, five Disney XD original series, Star vs. the Force of, Forces of Evil, Big City Greens, DuckTales, Milo Murphy's Law, and Big Hero 6 series moved their premieres over to the Disney Channel. Yeah. So, not much has changed. I mean, you can find everything that Disney Channel has ever made in the Disney Channel yeah, I category mean, I, I think on Disney+. I think the biggest thing was, what was it, Andy Mack with the first openly gay Disney Channel character? I think so, yeah. Like, that's pretty much the only big news since 2018. That's a lie. No, there was two moms in Good Luck Charlie. True. I'm talking there about, like, main character. Main though, character, yeah. Like, the main, one of the main Okay, main character, yes, but there have all there have been yes. a few series where there's like two moms or two dads or like things like that. They they've done that, but like first main character, yeah. So, after all of that, Emma, what are your top five favorite Disney Channel shows? So Go. should we do it like our my five and your five? 
work yeah okay okay let's do that let's do that let's do that okay number five i said lab rats okay that one was good um i said sweet life on deck is my number five okay so what's your number four hannah montana okay my number four is sweet life on deck okay my number three however is hannah montana okay very nice mine's sweet life of zach and cody is number three my number two is sweet life of zach and cody i need to double check yeah because i don't think your next one is a disney channel show though they did the spinoff on disney channel it was a disney it was a disney show that aired on abc but all the reruns aired on disney channel so it originally aired on abc but reruns were played on disney it was made by disney just in partnership with abc okay number two boy meets world i love boy meets world so much so much topanga lawrence is my spirit animal and i love her so So, also the spinoff girl meets world was really good too it was it was too good yes also Um, i watched (laughs) i watched a few episodes of the spinoff with my brother and he goes oh my gosh Corey has a kid and i said yeah and it's just like him and he was like huh we watched it and he was like oh my gosh you're right (laughs) yeah I love Topanga. She is great. Uh, like right? the one episode where she's like, I'm going to be president of the United States. And I'm like going through like. Yes. Uh. And then Mr. Feeney goes, hmm, what an interesting costume for a future president, don't you think? And she goes, no, everyone wears togas now. It's much more practical. We also keep the men underground and only use them for breeding. <laughs> I love her. Same thing. Or when she like puts the lipstick all over her face. Yes. Or I love, um, I love. This is in the new one when she's talking to Corey and she goes, don't you do it. And he he goes, uh, oh, you know, I will. And she goes, say it. Or she says, don't get shovels. And he says, oh, you know, I will. And she goes, say it. And he goes, shovels. <laughs> My other favorite is please tell me you didn't drag Sean into this. <laughs> that That's that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's that audio. Please don't tell me you dragged Sean into this. Oh, you know, I did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, my number two is Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Okay, I, yeah. I think it was because that was the first Disney Channel show I remember watching. That's fair. Yeah. Like, I probably watched them prior to that. It's just... It's I the remember, one you remember. Like, I remember Floss. Remember I do, when, too. Yes. Also, welcome to the Tipton, where, where everything is sweet. Is sweet. Try joining us for dinner, baby. Offer you a seat. Hey, when Next you stay you at stay the Tipton, the Tipton <laughs> puts you on top. Or I love the when London does it. When you stay at the, the, it's your name. The, oh, the London. London. <laughs> London. Or um, or uh, the Prindle. <laughs> oh, the Prindle. Also, the Midsummer episode. They were, like, in their, like, middle school production of Midsummer. <gasps> yes! And Cody was all salty because he was Puck. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a... No, wait. The High School Musical episode is the one... Where they do High School Musical. Well, and no, then Maddie... Do the Floss. Yeah. The High School Musical one. And then Maddie's, and- like... <laughs> the director's all, you know, Cody, I think you... Or Zach, I think you kind of look like Troy Bolton. And she goes, and I don't look like Ashley Tisdale? And it is Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> I love that. That was like 
the best, most meta joke they could have ever done. And it is so funny. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, I have to know what your number one is. You already know. It's Gravity Falls. Yeah. It's like, why does it have to play place? Yeah. It's like a YouTuber I'm watching. I know we were going to talk about some of the decoms, like the ones that were based on the shows. He has been going through like a bunch of the old decoms and starting to like go through ones that were based on the series. And it's so funny, like seeing his reaction because like some of them he didn't grow up with or didn't watch, but his roommate did at his apartment. And Mm -hmm. he's like, like, he went to, like, film school, and he's like, the visual effects are pretty bad, aren't they? <laughs> no, like, they're really good. I also love the Hannah funny. Montana movie. Um, this is Seamus Gorman is his channel. Okay. He does, like, Pixar videos a lot. Cute. The Hannah Montana movie, though, was a different breed. Yes. That was, like, it wasn't even a Disney Channel original movie. It was, no, in, it was in theaters. The theaters. Yes, because I went to the Disney Springs um, AMC. The, mm-hmm. At the time, D- Downtown Disney. Yeah. Just feels it, weird to say Downtown Disney over Disney Springs. No. I know. Downtown Disney's mine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was mine. <laughs> but I remember going to see that. And that's also where we get the bop, uh, Ho Down Throwdown. I know. I know the entire and dance. And the climb. And the climb. Also, you can always find your way back home. Really? Uh, yeah. That you can change your hair. Yeah. You can change your I didn't clothes. It was the end of the was... movie. Wow. She's dancing in the back of the truck. Yes. Yes, I can picture it now. Also, I definitely didn't buy the boots that I bought for Nashville because those boots kind of remind me of the boots she wore in that movie. Oh, my God. If you watch the movie and you look at the boots I bought, they're, like, very similar. I still need to buy my cowboy boots. Do it. My Boot mom barn. has some. Never mind. Boot Barn. My mom has Sponsor some. me, Boot Barn. I love you. Sponsor the podcast so I can pay for shoes. Please, Boot Barn. So, anyway, some really good bops. Also, okay, here's the funny thing. The Wizards of Waverly Place, there were two wizard tournaments in it. And one was in the movie. Yes, and then the movie, like, decanonized itself. Uh-huh, and then the other wizard tournament was, like, in the show at the end. And they both had the exact same outcome where, like... Yeah, but they were totally different tournaments. Yeah. And it, like, the movie was basically decanoned by the show. No, the movie was decanoned by itself. Because no one remembers except for Alex what happened. Oh, yeah. At the end of the movie. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, why are you even going to do this if it doesn't? They just wanted a trip to the Bahamas and wanted to, like, get a Disney Channel movie made out of it. Probably. Honestly worth it. Or the Caribbean, not the Bahamas. I mean, there were lots of good, like, there's However, the biggest complaint I have with with the Wizards of Waverly Place movie is that there's no Harper. Right? Like, she's in the first scene. That's it. Also, I didn't like when Wizards of Waverly Place just, like, replaced Max for the whole season. With Maxine? Yes. And then they both ended up on the Fosters together. Yeah. 
You see, my favorite episode is the one where he changes back, where um, he's performing in the, like... In the, the pageant? Show, in the pageant. Yes. With Home I on love the that Range. One. Yes. I love but that one. What was your favorite Harper dress? There were so many. The marker one. That was the first one that came to mind, too. It's the most iconic. The marker one is the best one. Didn't she have a rubber ducky one? Oh, <gasps> she did. That one was good, too. Wizards. Outfits. I just want to remember some of them. The rubber duck, literally the rubber duck one was the first one that came up. Yeah, the rubber duck one was good. I remember that one. The marker one is like the iconic one, though. Yeah. I would. Someone it. made a YouTube video on how to make the marker dress. I believe it. You just drill it. holes into a bunch of markers. Let's do it. I don't know. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of markers. What in the world? Wasn't there a picnic one? Most definitely. There was everything. Are those lamb chops on her hat? I think that's the one I'm thinking of. I remember that one, the one with the dress, the one with the big dress, where her quince. Yeah. I remember that, I remember one. that one. She looks like Miss Maisel in this picture. A little bit, yeah. I remember this one, but that's only because it was in the, like, movie. The watermelon dress. That was in one episode, too. That was in this, that wasn't always the opening series, though. I love her. Okay. I also, like, Harper is now, like, a nurse. Like, the actress who played her is now a nurse. Good for her. Like, can you imagine, though, going to the hospital and having Harper Finkel? I mean, she probably doesn't look exactly the same. I mean, she was a teenager when they did the show. So similar. Okay. She, like, did not age. I mean, it would be like, um, like, in Grey's Anatomy, Katherine Heigl's character, she was, like, a model to pay for getting through med school. It's, like, the True. same thing. It's, yeah. like, they called her Dr. Model for, like, a whole season. Yeah. So, that would kind of suck, I guess. Anyway, we could probably cut a lot of that out. Yeah. Maybe. So, shall, shall we get, we get into, into some of this phantom news? Phantom news? Yeah. A little bit. Not as much as usual. Thank God. Well, it's because we recorded on Sunday. That is true. And it is Wednesday. Yeah. So Spring Awakening, Those You've Known, a new documentary directed by Michael John Warren, debuts on Tuesday, May 3rd on HBO and will be available to stream on HBO Max. The documentary was about the original cast and creative team reuniting for a spectacular one-night-only 15-year anniversary reunion concert to benefit the Actors Fund. Classic Stage Company announced today a new or a one night only concert performance of Stephen Sondheim and John Weidman's Assassins on Broadway to benefit CSC. Featuring the complete cast of CSC's hit 2021 production, the performance will take place on May 9th at 7 p.m. at the Stephen Sondheim Theater, which is just perfect. TikTok will now present their first commissioned TikTok musical for you page. Stupid. Are we sure this is real? <laughs> yes. I got a notification about it today on my TikTok. We sure? Yes. Okay. 
The musical will be performed on a live theater in New York City and will be available to watch globally on TikTok on April 14th. Are we sure that's not like an April Fool's plank? I feel like that is. No. Okay. I will prove it. It was announced the day after the Bridgerton album won the um the Grammy. The Grammy? I think we need to talk about that again. Um, Bridge- the unofficial Bridgerton musical won the Grammy for best musical theater album. I think we just need to say that for the next like three, three yes. fandom newses because it is so good. Yes. We're so excited. No way. This so, is real. It is. Oh my gosh. It's real. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so just like Disneyland announced a f- a, like a couple months ago at this point. Well, Disney World has designated 80 acres of Central Florida land for a new affordable housing development. This project will include 1,300 housing units located on Disney's land in southwest Orange County, Florida, and will be constructed by a third-party affordable housing developer. It will offer residents a variety of home choices in a new and expanding part of town near schools, retail, and dining. You know what I think is crazy? Both... We've Disney parks in the United States are in Orange County. We've talked about this before. I know, but I need to bring it up again. Okay. The Disneyland All-American College Band is set to return this summer. Both the 2020 and the 2021 programs were suspended due to the t- pandemic. The band typically performs on Main Street USA five days a week for 11 weeks. Exact dates, dates and times for per- 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 oh, I'm having trouble with this one. Um, exact dates and times for performances have yet to be announced. Calling all Disney Plus subscribers, Walt Disney World is offering a new limited time discount on resort hotel rooms. What? Yes. They announced it a few days ago. Okay, maybe I can't afford to go. No, I don't know. No, you just stay at my house. You just need to pay for a plane ticket. And a ticket. And a ticket to the parks. Okay. This might be manageable. <laughs> Disney Plus reveals Moon Knight takes place after the events of Hawkeye, with Hawkeye taking place about a year after Endgame. This put hashtag Moon Knight sometime after December 2024, meaning that the series could be the first MCU project set in 2025. So the whole hashtag thing was I definitely stole it off of like an Instagram caption. Oh, I was like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. Um, Guardian, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind previews are coming soon. Cast members, annual pass holders, and Disney Vacation Club members will be able to preview the ride before it officially opens on May 27th. Dates have not been announced, but pass holders and DVC members have received an email telling them more information will be available soon. Okay, this one makes me so happy. My little, like, practical SFX heart is so happy by this one. I so had Guardians, to give it to you. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is leaning harder into practical effects and makeup, which it's been so long since we've seen practical effects and makeup on set. Usually everything is, like, CGI and, like, just, like, yeah. imported on. And I'm so excited to see this because the team at Legacy Effects is confirmed to now be the record holder for the most makeup applications in a single movie production. And the record had been previously held by the Grinch for more than 20 years. Yeah, this is the Jim Carrey 2000 Grinch. Yeah, for 20 years, the Grinch has held... 22. Over 20 years. 22 years, the Grinch has hold, held the record for the amount of single 
sorry, for the amount of makeup applications in one single movie. And now it's a brand new movie that's like, oh, I'm so happy. Like practical effects have been like not used just because CGI is quicker. It's easier. You just put a few little dots and then it's magic, right? Yeah. But I love practical effects and makeup and they're so, so pretty and there's so much artistry that goes into it. And oh, we need to support this movie to support all the artists. Yes. And something I'm very excited about, because I love Batgirls so much, um, HBO Max's Batgirls wraps filming. Batgirl is expected to see J.K. Simmons reprising his role as Commissioner James Gordon, Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman, and uh, Brendan Fraser joining the cast as Firefly, and, oh, what's her name as Batgirl? Hold on. The girl from... Um, the In the Heights movie. Leslie Grace. She was, um, Vanessa. Never saw you it. Never saw it. Um, the film's release date on HBO Max has yet to be announced, but it's exciting enough that they have wrapped filming, which means, mm-hmm. depending on how much special effects they use, we could be getting it soon. Very soon. Also... Crimes of Grindelwald, or not Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, the new one opens this week. Secrets of Dumbledore. Secrets of Dumbledore opens this week. Last week. Last week. When this is recorded, or released. Next week? Last week. Yeah, because this will be released on um, April 20th. Yeah, so last week. We're doing great. Real great. So shall we see them in the outro? Yeah, we'll see you guys in this outro. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. That's right. And if you want to check out more of the shows on the network, you can find them all on rf4rm.com. Join us next week where our editor, Kara, and I will be talking all things about Gotham City, from our favorite heroes and villains to Starkid's fully musical Batman, while Gabby goes on vacation. Yes, my friends are getting married. We're very excited for them. I'm excited. So remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalesPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? My Instagram and TikTok are both at SnippyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gams? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the wonderful Carol Lindsmeyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye. The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the minor company they're about. <laughs>